I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. While uh, getting ready for the show today, I was just kind of basking in an experience that I had this morning. I got up uh, relatively early, headed down to Provo, Utah, and went into the Union Pacific rail yard down there. And oh, wow. Uh, I I saw the big boy when it was here in May for the Spike 150 celebration, the sesquicentennial of the driving of the Golden Spike up at Promontory Summit here in Utah. I had the chance to see it come down through uh, Echo Canyon, down Weber Canyon, and, oh, man, to see that that amazing locomotive under steam and running with a load, it, it was incredible. I was there in Ogden when they had it on display at uh, Ogden Station and then today to see this uh, amazing engine and of course the heritage uh, train cars that were with it was just a real experience. It's still on display as far as I know but I thought we better uh, get uh, Nathan Anderson on the line with us. Nathan is with the Union Pacific Railroad. Nathan, first of all, what an amazing event today. We had breakfast there on the train and learned a lot about uh, Big Boy, learned a lot about the uh, the heritage and the legacy of the Union Pacific. Thank you for that invitation. Well, Doug, thank you for attending and, and thanks for having me on your show today. It's great to see you as always and, and wonderful to talk to you again. We have such a great uh, heritage, as you mentioned, the heritage fleet and, you know, a it's a throwback to the things that really made America. And, and as, as the technology was, was being developed and as, the, as it evolved and as the rail travel process evolved, you know, we, uh, Union Pacific and other railroads, took that uh, to heart. We were, we were moving people as well as goods around the country. And we don't move people uh, anymore. You know, Amtrak has taken that market, and, and, and frankly, we're, we're happy to focus on freight. But when we can, from time to time, bring the, that heritage fleet and that steam locomotive into the communities where our employees live and work and where we do business, it's a great opportunity to really connect with them. This incredible locomotive, uh, what was it, the last six years, you've been redoing it, rebuilding it, and getting it up to, to snuff, and now it's kind of out on a grand tour. And tell us about the great race across the Southwest, because that's why it's here in Provo, Utah today. So we had, as you mentioned, the great race to Promontory earlier this year, the 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 steam really made its maiden voyage, uh, the, the 4014, uh, six years of, of real intense labor and, and some in, 
uh, ingenious engineering to get that back up and running. Uh, and then back to Cheyenne, where it lives, where, where it's headquartered. Took a trip through the northern Midwest, and now here we are in the southwestern United States. Uh, we'll go we'll go from uh, Utah through Nevada into California, across the our southern uh, sunset line into Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Followed up by Arkansas, Kansas, uh, and back into Colorado, and, and then up to to uh, Cheyenne. And and again, it's it's a great opportunity for us to both showcase the the history and reconnect with that and also reinforce the importance of rail transportation in building America today. And the the opportunity that we have is to share that with our the communities that that are really part of we grew up together. You know, Salt Lake City and Ogden are are railroad cities in a lot of ways. Provo became a railroad city when the Denver Rio Grande line went uh, went south and and, and over to Denver. Um, these are communities that have rich railroad histories, and you know we're going to hit other railroad towns on this tour. So uh, the the train will leave Provo tomorrow. Uh, we'll go to Nephi, uh, Delta, and then it'll overnight in Milford, and then beyond Milford, it's headed uh, out to to Las Vegas. Then it'll make a couple stops in Modena, uh, Moapa, uh, Caliente. Uh, and a few other uh, car, a few other locations that were water stops that that developed into into communities among in their own right along the way. It, it is so amazing to see this incredible locomotive, and not only this one, but the eight forty four, which is such a that was that the last steam engine that was purchased by the Union Pacific. That's right. We call the 844 the living legend because it was never really taken out of service. It went from uh, passenger service into did some freight service, and we just kept it. It's ne- it was never retired. It's, it's been in the heritage fleet now for for many years. Um, and and seeing those two uh, those two locomotives together as we did in Ogden back in May was quite the sight. I had never seen them together, uh, and just to look at the mammoth physical presence that those two locomotives have and and really uh you and i talked before they're almost like living animals right they they spit steam they sweat grease they are they they are their own beasts they really it's a lot of fun to get to know the technology and not only those engines but what really impressed me today the the you mentioned the the heritage fleet that includes other cars and you have maintained some that are those luxury images that we see out of the movies where people are sitting around in in posh circumstances they're up in a dome looking at the great landscape pass them by the dining car it is really remarkable and what a what a wonderful thing to preserve that part of our history and I'm sure that doesn't come cheap to the UP, but what a great thing for you guys to do. Well, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed the, uh, the opportunity this morning. It's something that we don't do very often, like like I said, and it's it's something where, you know, it, it is an expense for the company, but it's something that we do that helps us engage with the community leaders and, and uh, you know, those folks that, that with whom we have relationships and give them a little exposure to, what it's like to be part of the Union Pacific family and and to kind of have that throwback experience like you like you mentioned. There's a lot of nostalgia people have with trains. There's a lot of nostalgia. There's a lot of patriotism. Yeah. Um uh you you know, 
we moved a lot of uh, military personnel during World War One and World War Two to deployment. Um, in fact, my brother-in-law mentioned in England they were uh, they were taken to see a train coming to a town. He says he was impressed that all the people that were waiting to see this steam locomotive in England were waving British flags, and he he said, "Why are people so patriotic about trains?" And I said, "Trains built countries. Yeah. The, the fact that." The fact that England developed locomotive technology very early on put it at the forefront of the Industrial Revolution. And, and frankly, for the United States, being able to traverse the entire country and change that, that, that travel time from six months to ten days made a whole bunch of industries relevant across the country and facilitated the growth, that westward migration that uh, led that led. The, the Mormon pioneers here, right. the, uh, the gold rushers here, uh, even before the railroad, but then filled in the, those gaps. I, I, I was so impressed with the schedule, too, and I love the route you're taking. You know, going down through Nephi as you leave Utah and then kind of going over through uh, one of the canyons over, uh, I guess you'll go through Lemington and so on, but the actual you know, through Delta and then Milford, of course, was a, a great railroad town. And what a wonderful thing to be going through Milford and then over through Little Modena. And then you go on out through the Moapa area and then into uh, California. And very quickly, you were mentioning this morning that part of the deal with uh, getting this locomotive, the big boy, from one of the uh, the museums down there in California was that when you get it all restored, they gave it to you guys, and then you get it all restored, but you got to bring it back home for just at least one good show. That's right. We have a, the, the part of the deal was that once the once the locomotive is restored and we come back through Southern California, we're going to do a, a special passenger uh, a passenger special we call it with the uh, the patrons of the museum. Uh, in, in Pomona, California, and, and they'll, they'll take two trips, uh, and, uh, several hundred people each way, uh, and, and that's going to be a neat experience for them. And, and having myself traveled by rail a, a few miles, uh, on our fleet, those passengers are in for a real treat. Oh, absolutely. Nathan, thank you so much. Boy, as I was leaving today, I thought, I've got to put the bite on these guys to join us on the air. Thanks to you and Lisa and others who helped make this interview possible, but that great experience possible, not only for me and others, but for uh, anybody who chooses to go in. Uh, Very quickly, when can people see the big boy, and when will it actually steam out tomorrow? So, look. The active display is uh, available till three o'clock. So if you're in the Provo area, you've got about 45 minutes to get in there. Right. It will leave. It will leave tomorrow under steam power at eight o'clock and head south. And uh, and and if you want to head to Nephi, it'll be there about 10:30. Oh, that is so cool, Nathan. Again, it, it's been so much fun to get to know you guys. Thank you for joining us on the program today, and uh, have a have a great trip there on the on the big boy heading south out of Utah. Good to be with you. Let's do it again. Nathan Anderson with Union Pacific Railroad with us here on the show today. Coming up, I mentioned we'd talk a little bit more about the uh, vaping issue in our country and particularly here in our state. Jennifer Daly Provost will be joining us representing the 24th district in the state of Utah. This is a bipartisan thing. We talked with a Republican earlier and Jennifer's a Democrat. That's coming up next.